0: Uh, it's the starting, it's the match reaction for Everton Mill Wolves 1. Uh, final whistle's just gone and it's just very somber in the stadium as you can probably hear. Um, no one no real anger. Just the seaming realisation and some of the some of the players coming over now. Um, getting a bit of snick as you can hear. As you can hear, a lot of booze. A lot of a... There you go. Uh, yeah as you can hear yeah, the atmosphere is not great for a lot of these players a lot of expletives getting thrown around a um, few bits of applause now but fans aren't happy after a, a pretty gutless display from a lot of the lads on the pitch today it does feel like we're clattering towards the championship now you know that's nine. fans now saying you're not fit to wear the shirt as you can hear yeah So, yeah, heavy, heavy end to the game, really. Just feel completely numb about that. Um, players are cowards, players are poor, and we've seen it all season. Um, I'll be joined by Mark Mosey um, in a boozer somewhere near the ground after this. But, grim day for Everton. And the prospect of relegation feels even more real today. And it is very, very scary. So, we'll speed it again very, very soon. Uh, we're back on the post-match outside the brick in town, uh, not in town, on County Road rather, and Mark Mosey, there's a rainbow, picturesquely, going into Goodison Park here. And if we'd won today, it would have been like, oh, what a nice omen, you know, things things are going to be better in the future, but, um, I mean, Everton needs to go and find that pot of gold, don't they, at the end of that, because they are in desperate need of something good. But, I mean, we're just speaking there before we, we record on it, and... You've always been pretty level-headed. Always felt as though this team's going to be okay, and
1: I mean, even you said there, you are you are feeling the peril now. Yeah, this is um, this is for what I've seen in the last thirty years the clearest and biggest opportunity of this club getting relegated. Um, and do you know what, we I've been here and seen the ninety-eight team, you know, teams of the early nineties who were equally dreadful, um, but. What we lacked in those moments and in those seasons was clear quality on the pitch. Um, I I don't necessarily think it it is that, albeit it it clearly wasn't on show today, but we all know collectively that we've got football players who are capable of of playing at a higher level than they they currently are in in the league at the moment. But for all of the basic qualities that it takes to keep a football team of, of any quality level in this league, we lack all of them. You know, bravery, intelligence Sheer desire um, You know, we all know the reason why The last 15 minutes in particular were difficult For Everton today, but We could have been there for three weeks and not scored a goal The, the, the level of control that we afforded To the opposition team was was comical um, And a, a lot of that Was down to, you know Intrinsic, in-game decisions That the players weren't capable of making But a lot of it, unfortunately, was down to the way That the team was, was set up from yeah. the get-go um, And you know, he's only been here for, what, six games is it now? But already, I, I, I'm sick of looking at this team an hour before kickoff, thinking, imagine if Benitez had done that. And th- today was another shining example of that, whereby following on from a game where we were absolutely crying out to play three at the back down at Tottenham, and we didn't and got absolutely torn apart. Today was a game that we all knew we had to take the emphasis in and we had to go and, 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 you know, take the game to Wolves and go out and win it and... From minute one, be it in terms of your lineup or the way that you you go about playing the game, we didn't do that in the slightest. Um, and I've got I've got massive massive worries about you know every everyone will have come out of that game and looked at the results and looked at the league table and saw Everton lingering on twenty two points and we, we are we are all now thinking what does it take to stay up and you know people say 30, low thirties mid thirties where, where do Everton get ten points from? It's it's well, really, that, that was that really was what, terrifying. Well, that was it? one of the
0: ones they look at and think, and I, I don't think we we're going to win today, but I thought we, we could get a point, because Wolves are obviously a good side. You can see why they're, they're doing well. They've obviously got a great shape, got some good technical players in there. But you looked at that one today, and you, you get, even in the week, you know, with the, the videos about Nick Gordon sort of saying, Girl, we, we, we're going to need you today. We're going to need you to get over the line. Like, you know, lads, take some, take some yeah. professional pride and some yeah. re- personal responsibility here, because it sort of felt like, 20 minutes in, we, you know, it was the, it was the, the, the groundwork, and um, was was fertile for a good, goodish atmosphere because everyone yeah. was up for it. The team were, were were putting it in. That Huang went off and on and off and on again, and everyone was fuming. You think, right, this is the, the sort of beginnings of what great, and atmospheres and big performances have been built on in the past, and everyone was right up for it and yes. fully on it, but then. After that subsided and the game calmed down a little bit, and Wolves gradually started to get a foothold. It was just, it was like, it was like someone giving us a general anaesthetic for the entirety of the game, and Everton just grew weaker and weaker and weaker. And I don't know if it's a case of Everton and A variety of players tossing it off for seventy minutes when it gets difficult, yeah. and I don't or I don't know it's because they haven't got the physicality or the fitness to do it. Both of them are bad, mm. but both of those are, are embarrassing things to be to be thinking about it. But I just want to go to the end of the game, and I don't know if you jump straight off. I mean, I, I think I texted you after John Joe Kenny got sent off saying, "Come on, let's get back to Boozer," but stayed into the end. In the end, um, I've never heard Goddison like that after a, a full time whistle. There was just. An eerie quiet that just came over the whole place. Richardless and a few other players went on the haunches, had, had the, their um, shirts over the head. And then, as people would have heard at the start of the park, as I recorded there, you know, Frank Lampard and some of the players came over to the Gladys Street at the end and they got pelters, they got sung a song I've not heard ever. I don't think at Goodison Park people singing, You're Not Fit to Wear the Shirt. Um, as much as you know, we will talk about the game today. You know, in the past few weeks, most people have been saying, right, we need to get behind these lads, you know, we need to, we need to get behind the McGudson, they need us, they need us, they need us. I think it's games like that, performances like that, and an application like that, yeah. where people will look at first and go, why the fuck should I bother with these? What, what? And, and I know people will be saying, well, it's our football club, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but mm. that thing comes in your back of your mind after 20 minutes, if you're not playing well, or 25 minutes, if you're not playing well, and you're thinking, what, what have these shown me? What, what have these lads shown me and this manager shown me to fully invest in them and fully get behind them? Because that's nine points in 20 Premier League games now. And this is, this is terminal decline. It, it is terminal decline. And when you've got players who don't care, players who don't want to run, managers who set the team up in, in, in baffling ways, it's, I'm sort of exasperated. And I've got no real
1: idea what to say in <laughs> regards to how we get out of this now. The most terrifying thing about Everton's terminal decline, as you, as you call it, is that I, I personally don't know where the basement is. I mean, relegation to the Championship... Hopefully, is it? <laughs> Hopefully, that's the worst possible prospect we can ever imagine. But for a football team who, in that circumstance, would be absolutely abandoned by its best players, not to mention most of its major sponsors at the moment, I think where where is the pit for this football club? Um, the the terrifying aspect that that you know you've mentioned there, and I felt today was that there is at some point a moment whereby all of the, the narrative that we give it loads on, you know, on be it on Twitter or in general conversations with your mate or in that first five minutes of singing at or all, all of that effort that you put in only really means anything if it translates into any one of those players feeding off that energy and, and that intensity and, and managing to turn it into an actual performance and you know, we'll, we'll mention exactly the same sort of players in terms of people who will headlessly run themselves into the ground like Anthony Gordon and Richarlison you, you'll always get that sort of base level of energy from them but it, it, all, all of the things that we talk about you know making lots of noise and intimidating opposition teams well opposition teams are going to come here with very good footballers they're going to bring someone like Ruben Neves who quite clearly is capable of just laughing at armored midfield while strolling through them simultaneously and I mean, to touch on the midfield, the fact that we are still in the predicament that we are in, probably two or three managers down the line from when we first reiterated this point where Everton are simply not good enough to play two midfielders in the centre of the pitch. And be it Decore, Alan, van der Beek, any, any one of the midfielders that... That have come before them, we are not capable of playing that system. Five three two for me is a is a system that relies, in particular, when you're playing against a team who are well drilled in it for the last three or four years. You could see see that with them today, couldn't you? They they They, knew it inside out. Absolutely, and it, it it requires either very very quick ability to adapt to that, or a supreme level of intelligence and. We, we absolutely haven't got the latter. Um, what, what really disappointed me about the setup today and, and, and the philosophy of how we were playing later on in the second half, anyone who's watched the game will have seen that the, the crowd were getting pretty on the back of, of Jordan Pickford and our back three for consistently trying to play out from the back. And it, it's one thing to say that's how we want to go about playing football and that's what Frank Lampard's Everton needs to look like, etc, etc. The two points I make there is that you need to have a football and brain in that situation to say, this is not working. We are getting pressed high, we are giving the ball away constantly and this is absolutely not working for us. And the second point I make is that when you are getting beat 1-0 and you see results coming up on the scoreboard of other teams around you, being pragmatic and winning games as I, none of us have seen those games but I'm, I'm, I can picture the way that Leeds ground out the result <laughs> against Norwich today yeah. you need to realise that that ideal that you have in your head about what Everton is meant to look like, quite frankly, for the next two months, does not matter, and it doesn't look as though we've got that that level of realism about us. That again, that that's one of those words that you need to keep you in this league. And I think we we will we will just slowly and naively drift away into that bottom three. And at that point, I don't necessarily think we've got enough to to drag us out. The, the fact that we have got to weak. I don't know, 25, is it, in the league for, for us this, this week. The fact that we've got to this stage and not been in that relegation zone is an absolute sin for the bottom three that, that currently sit there. But I, I feel as though I look at that league table and I look at Burnley in particular, I look at Watford on the back of what they've done today.
0: We've, both, we've got to go to both of them. That, the,
1: that, that, I think that, that's massive for me. Not yeah. only are they capable of beating crap teams like us, but they are capable of going away to teams where you wouldn't necessarily consider them getting the results ordinarily but anyone who's watched the Premier League in the last 20 years will know that the last 10 weeks is madness th- th- those teams will go away and they'll pick up results in bizarre circumstances Well like Watford have done today like Burnley yeah. did at Brighton a few weeks ago went there and won 3-0 you know, we, bit, we have not bit, got that no, we're incapable of doing that and you know you mentioned the two way games that we have got and you know <laughs> what one of the positives apparently is that we have to come back to this whole another seven times is it in the next in, in the next few weeks so the, the fact that we've actually got to in somehow go away to other grounds and, and stamp some form of not only not only authority but just a, a general level of confidence and you know that that ability to just kind of sit back from the situation and think well yes we are in a football match but this is going to rely on just sheer character and you know Everyone would have had exactly the same fear coming to this ground today, whereby if Everton go one goal down, we are finished. And in particular with our Dominic calvert lewin for whatever reason he wasn't included today. We, are, we have absolutely no, no bite or, or no finesse about us going forward. And I, I, I feel for people like Anthony Gordon, because he, he looks like someone already at such a tender stage of his career, who is carrying the responsibility of literally tens of thousands of people Um, and he he is not capable of doing it on his own, none of our individual players are capable of doing that and I think the, the disappointing thing for me is that, you know, Evertonians in general, we, we hold on to grudges, in particular with our own team. <laughs> we, we are capable of remembering the, yeah. worst, the worst performances possible and, and storing those in our minds for, for years. And what we have all collectively agreed to do in the last few weeks, and I, I think all of us have felt this in home games, is that we've agreed to leave that at the turnstile. And today was another example of that, whereby we're coming off the back of an embarrassing hiding on Sky Sports on a Monday night against a team who, yes, have quality, but are able to be sat behind. And, you know, we, we were able to ask them questions that we honestly didn't on Monday night. I, I'm, I'm thinking about coming back here on Thursday now. And yes, yes, do you know what? In, in four days' time, I'll feel differently and I'll do it. And I'll leave all of the, the, the bad sentiments and all of the the horrible feelings I've got towards Everton on the turnstile on that night as well but at some point we have to get something back here you know we're we're standing outside with a bunch of fellas outside the pub we've all paid 600 quid to come back and watch this football team next year and as much as that's not the that's not the MO for this team to, to appease us constantly there has to be a moment whereby the the good grace that Everton fans are trying to afford their team constantly. And all of this thing that Frank Lampard says on a weekly basis, you know, the fans need to be there for us. Well on, on 90 minutes today that, that's unfortunate. it's
0: not on us This, we're not the yeah. dickheads
1: here it's, it's, it's
0: them it's, it's these players who've gone through and, and let's have it right there's been a lot of talk about the home form recently and how it's, you know, it's been really good and that's good, that could keep us up our home form's been awful mm. they've, won, they've won two Premier League games at home since they beat Norwich back in September that's, that's horrendous the last two games listen City or not We've, I, think it's, I think it's three of the last four we haven't scored a goal in. Villa kept us out, yeah. City kept us out, and obviously Wolves kept us out today. No, of course, we went to, to Southampton, didn't score a goal there. And we went to um, Tottenham, didn't score a goal there yeah. as well. It's, it, it's, I mean, you said a word there which I think is really important, and it's realism. And I think Frank Lampard needs to get real a little bit about the way in which this team plays. Mm. This team is not good enough to knock it out to a centre-back and play it out from the back and build up yeah. like that. You know, when you've got John Drew Kenney and Mason Holgate and Ben Godfrey as your back three, I mean, I, I don't mind, Godfrey's obviously coming back today, but the lad has got a lot of attributes and passing the football is not one of them, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and doing that against a team that is so well versed in that system, that presses high, he's got a great shape. Today, we just played ourselves into trouble time after time after time, to the point where, as you mentioned, it got into midfield, the core aim Van der Beek were completely outnumbered and he made bad decisions and he lost the ball and, and Wolves were in then. I mean, Wolves weren't amazing today. They, they just had... It was like they were just like at, at the hand around on neck and they were just gradually, yeah. slowly strangling the life out of Everton. For yeah, I, I reckon for...
1: that they, they definitely do that here every single season. <laughs> if, if I could pick two players that I'm terrified of playing against now that David Silver has finally left, <laughs> it would be Ruben Neves and Raul Jimenez because yeah. they look like they, they, are, they, are, they were born to upset and intimidate Everton Football Club and they do it every single time they come here. Yeah. Um, but but I, I,
0: I just, I, I think he needs to get real about the way this team can play. And I think we, we have seen ways. And I think the Leeds game and the City game were a bit different today because obviously we didn't play that, that back three. They, they were more front foot aggressive but we were, we were a bit more direct, I think, in both of those games as well. Today it felt like we just sort of fell into their trap of trying to do something that we weren't capable of doing. Mm. And I don't know if it was because Dom didn't play and they were a bit wary about knocking it along to Richarlison against Cody and, and the other two Grocs they had back there. But my word, the amount of times it went out to our full, back, came back in, into midfield, and we yeah. lost the ball. And, and you, you're so right about the midfield free, because we got a glimpse of it against City for an hour, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, where it worked really well, and Everton played really well. And I, I don't know if he's pissed off with Alan after Monday or what, but... That was the, that was the area of the pitch against City, which he sort of looked down for. That's that's got potential to work really well. That mm-hmm. to, to you know to, to be something going forward, and to, you know there's a bit of balance in there. Alan's not a holding midfielder, Granted, the core is coming back from injury, but there, there were promising signs there. And after talking on Monday, instead of completely ripping up the defence and saying Holgate, Coleman, you're out, Patterson, you're in, Branfui, you're in, he's gone and done it with the midfield. It's, it, mm. it, it it is a little bit baffling and. I don't really get. I don't really get what he was thinking with that setup today at all.
1: No, I mean, and you know, whether as you mentioned that we've played on the front foot and got positive results here, and whether that's on the back of, of just sheer positivity from everyone around us, or the fact that we play the back four or a midfield three or whatever it may be. If you've managed to tap into some form of win and formula in a team that has otherwise managed to consistently fail you, then surely you have to kind of run with that in terms of a, a momentum point well, of view. How
0: many, how many games did you say you has been in? It's probably about seven games six, in all competitions. Six, oh, yeah, I think and how, how many different systems have we played? So we played three at the back in his first game. We played four four two against Leeds and Southampton.
1: That was we essentially played, five at the back yeah, today. We played 4-3-3. Right we we three, three.
0: I mean, it's... It's, and I, know, I know there's been injuries and obviously there's been yeah. stuff for him to deal he's still searching for something but at some point surely you've got to say especially when, when we're losing every week it's, you've got to find some kind of consistency in there Well
1: do you know what the point I'd make on that is that what, what today has shown me and I think the rest of the week will probably show us hopefully with the changing of the tide is that this, this next 11 or 12 games or wherever it may be we're, we're not going to stay up on the back of a, a gradual building of good momentum and, you know, a lot of people bought into that fact because we were going to play, you know, okay, leave the Crystal Palace game out of it because it's a bit of an anomaly. But this Wolves and Newcastle game, we have people saying going into this weekend that we absolutely had to get six points out of this. I mean, you've got to be the most insane or naive Everton fan to think that we were ever capable of winning these two football matches. And already I'm terrified about Thursday, but this is a this is not going to be a gradual, you know, pick a formation let's go with it as much as a lot of us want it to look like that we, we are not going to be able to gradually build ourselves into this because we quite frankly haven't got the quality or the time to be able to do that it's going to be on a, on a frightening game by game basis and that is probably reflected in the fact that Lampard is constantly chopping and changing not only the personnel but the formation because he for my money he's treating every single kick of this football as an individual moment and as an individual football match and he's probably looking at the summer as being the time where he and his backroom staff sit down and and, you know have that moment of reflection to figure out what next season is going to be but you you don't need me to tell me tell everyone listening what the the fears about next season are going to be never mind what league we're in Um, it's just I I, do you know, what, it, it's very difficult on the back of frightening results, and it, it's been massively intensified by results elsewhere today. Obviously, but I, I, I'm looking around at the, the bottom. Do you know, what, I'm not even looking at Leeds on on the back of today because they look like a team who yeah, They're four ahead of us now with four two points games ahead. ahead. They've made the change, albeit not an overwhelmingly, you know. It, Invigorating one in bringing Jesse March in and that, that could go either way, but I think I
0: think I, for them it's the nature of that today, isn't it? You know, yeah, conceding a ninety-first yeah. minute equaliser then winning it
1: in the ninety-four—that's that's,
0: that's Miles, huge Miles for everyone. Watching us do exactly yeah. what we've yeah. done,
1: uh, and I think I think most of us are now collectively at the point whereby the number of games played means absolutely nothing. Uh, and you know what? Yeah, we, we have got we have got time, and the, this is not the the you know the self-destruct button by fans does not need to be pressed right now in the way that it was done by players today, but. But it's, it's really, really frightening times. And, you know, all, all of those conversations we had back in November and December about three worst teams and there being far too many good players and too good a team to go down, I think they have been well and truly volleyed into touch. Yeah, it's 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 horrible, is not it, to be sat here saying, you take 38 points now. You know that 38? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would murder a human being for 38 points. The things I would do. just,
0: it's, I mean, what are we on that, 22? 22. I mean...
1: We, we we are fortunate in a. We had it, seventeen after. We had seventeen after seven games. I'd bite your hand off for thirty-five points now. And that that is it's a reflection, yes, of Everton. It's a reflection of of the Premier League and how it's declined. Certainly, the bottom half of the league has declined in recent seasons, and you know that that forty-point mark has gone well and truly out the window, but. I mean, I, I'm I'm talking to you there about winning another 13 points in this league, 13 points in the next what eight weeks? Are yeah. we are we capable of that? I, I I've seen absolutely nothing that that suggests that we are. But and th- th- what do you think is that? 20 games is not a spell, is it?
0: It's a that's, that's a decent that's a decent sample size yeah. football matches you played. I think we played in that time every team apart from Leicester. Who obviously we've got to play twice still in June. <laughs> but but, do, but do you know you know that. That is, that is extrapolated over the course of the season. That's one of the worst teams in Premier League history. You know that, that, that sort of that sort of landmark yeah. gets you to what 17, 18 points over the course of an entire season. That that's Derby, sort of Sunderland so, so, so levels, yeah. and it's.
1: I think, it, and, and only fans of only fans of relegation threatened clubs will be able to watch their team and sit in a stadium and just, without any form of conversation or anything major happening on the pitch, they'll, they'll be able to look at their team for a spell of you know, 10 or 15 minutes and think, y- you guys are all in trouble here. And in between, what, I'd say 70 and 85 today, and obviously that included a red card for John Joe Kenny, I think we all had that moment. You mentioned periods of silence, one was after the game. One was when the results got flashed up on the screens in the first half as well, where everyone thought, shit, we are really in this now. Um, but we all have those moments where we, we look at our own, who we know so well, and think, I've, I've never seen you so close to danger. Uh, and, you know, the, the players felt it absolutely today, as well as the fans. And, you know, Frank Lampard did his bit in, in coming over to to the Glazer street to try and to try and turn that attitude and turn that tide and I think he'll, he'll have learnt very quickly if, if not in the previous six games but in the aftermath of today's that, that this, isn't, this isn't Chelsea where you're able to bounce back with quality players and, and win a few games and <laughs> a round. we're not, we're not <laughs> as good as Derby County as, as Wayne Rooney will attest to but yeah um, le- lessons are being learned incredibly quickly and incredibly harshly at the moment I mean I was
0: going to finish off by saying the Thursday is enormous and it, and it is enormous but even even right now, like you said, it probably feels a bit different. By the time we we get to the ground on Thursday and we play in play in Newcastle, but yeah, it's it's one well of them at the moment. You just think, you know, again, are we really at this point again, where this is another massive game, which which we could ultimately end up end up faltering in? You know, it's and as much as we could talk about the team and ch- making changes to to the system and making changes to the personnel, it, it just feels at the moment like whatever whatever we do, it's. Where, where do these points come from there's no, there's no route towards points here is there based on changes or personnel at the moment and,
1: and I guess at that point you, you rely on moments where you know you mentioned you know, 20 minutes in today where the, the walls player goes down injured mm-hmm. and you know
0: but that felt, that felt like it was like right everyone, exactly. everyone's up for this now because this lad's been a dickhead the referee is clearing a handling it's like right this is, this is fertile ground for Goodison to be great today and then Wolves knocked it around for 10 minutes
1: our players just shrugged their shoulders and like, well, you can see where this game's going from that point on and that, that's all that Goodison Park can offer isn't it certainly yeah. from a fan point of view today I think we're all so disheartened today yes obviously because of the result but it's because this, this major weapon that we've spoken about being the home games and, and the ability of the crowd to essentially drag our football team out of the mire it, it, it vanished in ten minutes, and, and that's not through any you know any fault of, of Everton fans. As much as people want to want to label us as being some some element of blame here, it's, it's because the football the football players failed to capitalise on a moment where, as you say, Goodison Park would have historically thrived on. And yes, there has to be some level of quality, and, and possibly you have to get a bit of luck. And, you know, if Richarlison gets his, his foot onto Anthony Gordon's cross in the first half and we go 1 0 up, then, you know, maybe we're talking about a different game. But even in that situation, we are going to go behind in, in games this season. We are going to go ahead in football games. And both of those situations are going to really demand a level of resilience in order to either hold on to a result or come back and pick something up. You know, a, a point would have been on reflection to their point, would have been a a, a, a massive result. and it, it's ridiculous to say that, but at the point of Kenny getting sent off, you, you still need to have that level of positivity about you to pick yourselves up and say, well, do you know what? We've got 15 minutes here. Let's lash... I can't believe I'm saying it, but let's glass Solomon Rondon well, on. he made two subs today, which I thought was a bit weird. I, I can't yeah. believe that Solomon Rondon didn't get on today. No. And, you know, I, I also can't believe him saying that. But but it's it's it, when you get down to 10 men and you've, you've got to go direct, haven't
0: you? Absolutely,
1: that, yeah. yeah. And uh, th- this is on the back of your own football fans. Well, I scored two goals the other week. <laughs> well, I, I mean, regardless of, regardless of the nature of that particular game, as you say, it, it absolutely demanded a change in philosophy today. The, the playing around the back a, it wasn't getting us up the pitch quick enough, and B, we were playing against a team who were intelligent we're not, enough they're to They're not good enough
0: to do it. We no, haven't got players good no, enough to and, do and it.
1: And the, the opposition knew that, which, yeah. was, which was dangerous. Borum would, I'm going to know that, but, but it's, it's, Wolves like, it's like, knew that. It was like the
0: zonal marking earlier in the season. It's like, these lads aren't good enough. Mm. They're, not, they're not intelligent enough. They're not switched yep. on enough as footballers. To be able to play a system that reply, requires some kind of complexity and some kind of cerebral like mm. ability... The, they can't do this technically on the board as well they can't do it John Joe Kenny, bless him I thought he did okay today in, in the main but that lad's not a, a, a centre-back you know? Do you know what
1: <laughs> the silver lining of, of Everton's and in particular his situation is that we quite frankly haven't got the ability to go into Thursday's game and play three at the back yeah. because we, we, we haven't got the the personnel there without bringing back horror shows like Michael Keane into the into the setup, and that's, that's clearly not going to happen but the one other point I'd make is that we, we've got you know, there's clearly general issues. You know, be it from the team as a whole, or the manager, or the setup, or whatever it is. But certain individuals have got to start stepping up in this team now. Yeah. Um, you know, there are players who we've brought in, Nathan Patterson. Is, is obviously someone who's just been totally sidelined for whatever reason. If, if he's gonna, if he's gonna in any way make his transfer in January relevant, then Frank Lampard simply has to has to bring him into the fold. Vitali Mikolenko has to start looking like a twenty million pound fullback uh, because, for my money, he looked absolutely dreadful today. Um, at the point where, forgive me, I don't know who it was, but Wolves right winger just just yeah. runs straight at him in the second half, and, and Mikelenco. Through utter fear, just drags him down outside the box. It leads to really poor free kicks outside of our 18-yard box, and ultimately ultimately leads to Cody's goal. And I think the other one I've mentioned is Deli Alley, who who now, albeit you know, I'm not I'm not hangin- the, start the game. I'm not hanging these players that, out to dry. Absolutely, yeah. Hey, and, hang know, out to dry. He deserves to be hung out to dry I, today. I, you, I, you've got gripes, get them out. You know, he, he he is not someone who is who is integral to the gradual downfall of this team, but. We are all now ready for him to start being that, you know, he's, he's a seasoned Premier League professional footballer. He needs to be coming in here and making a difference. And whether it's in a 20-minute cameo in the back of a game that we really need something out of, or if it is to be starting against Newcastle in the week and being that kind of second striker to Richarlison or, or whatever it may be, there are individuals in this team and, you know, we, we've been through so many Pathetic mini eras under so many different managers in the last few years, but everyone would collectively say that we, we are now living with a group of footballers who have consistently seen off the, these managers and seen off, you know, their entire philosophy and approach to the game. And at, at some point, you mentioned the word responsibility there, that there has to be a point where these footballers step up and say, Well, you know everything we've done in Finch Farm in the weekend, in the four or five games, leads up to this game. It's been great, but right now, what matters is this next 20 minutes. We're down to 10 men. You know, we're on the front foot. Anthony Gordon's playing well. Just read what is working for us and what isn't. And I think that, that that was what disappointed me most today is that we were doing we were doing things badly, but we weren't learning from those mistakes. Yeah. We just consistently went down exactly the same paths of poor performance, and it ultimately just just gradually led us out into a absolutely horrible result yeah um, we'll leave it there plenty coming up in the week
0: of course here on the blue room just defla- I'm, just defla- I'm so deflated I couldn't yeah. believe how quiet it was at the end today it was like it was almost like everyone just sort of the, the, the
1: yeah, everyone just accepted it yeah they've definitely pushed us all that way haven't they? it was,
0: it was sort of like everyone sort of went collectively fucking hell this, this is actually could happen yeah. now and yeah, yeah uh, fingers crossed they can bounce back but yeah horrendous day at Goodison Park Let us know your thoughts on Twitter, at the Blue Room EFC. We'll be back in the week to preview that game against Newcastle, which of course is absolutely enormous now, uh, like today was. But unfortunately, we didn't go over the line. So cheers for listening, as ever. Cheers to Moes, and we'll speak to you again very soon. Ready to get your glitter on? Then head to Worlds of Fun Grand Carnival from July 23rd through August 7th for a larger-than-life shimmering celebration. Join the spectacle of color, a dazzling parade of floats, performers, music, and beads that sweeps across the park. And take your taste buds on a world tour while dancing to music after dark. Save over 45% with a Carnival Bundle, which includes admission, parking, and three food tastings. Only at worldsoffun.com.